Welcome to the Treble Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Ben Thompson, audiologist and founder of Treble Health. This podcast is supported by treblehealth.com, the nation's leading telehealth service for tinnitus and hearing loss treatment. Thank you for being here on our podcast and make sure to subscribe to get our newest episodes sent straight to you. Let's get ahead with today's episode. Hello, my name is Dr. Ben Thompson. I am here with Dr. Suzanne May. We are audiologists here to talk about tinnitus. The specific topic of this video is, what is the first thing to try to stop tinnitus? I'd like to introduce myself as the founder of Treble Health and someone who has been dedicated the last number of years of their life to the study of tinnitus. What are the causes, the different treatments, what are the therapies, what is new research for a cure? Dr. Suzanne, could you please introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dr. Suzanne May. I'm one of the audiologists with Treble Health. I'm happy to be here. I have tinnitus myself. Um, I've had tinnitus for many years, and I'm happy to say that with some sound therapy and cognitive behavioral techniques, I have habituated. So happy to help all of our patients. Excellent. Let's talk about the first thing to try to stop tinnitus. When patients look for options, they have a lot of information online. There's a lot of different angles or different approaches for what they should try first. In our approach, we have seen that sound therapy is an excellent place to go first. What should we try to stop tinnitus? Should we use sound therapy as the first line of action? What do you think, Dr. Suzanne? I definitely think it's one of the things that is the first line of action. With my condition, I had a head injury and I needed to physically heal first. But knowing that I'm an audiologist specializing in tinnitus, I knew that sound therapy is the most important thing to try and to do. So putting on a device on my ear to help with my tinnitus, it definitely gave me a relief in a sense that, okay, I know this is going to take time to heal, but this is my first steps in that healing process. When tinnitus becomes loud, overwhelming, bothersome, sound therapy can help provide some immediate relief, number one, and has been scientifically studied to promote this effect we call habituation. We're going to put up on the screen right now the four stages of habituation and explain what is the goal for using sound therapy. Because a common mistake or misconception people have is that if I start using sound therapy, then it's a crutch and I'll always need it. But I don't believe that's true. And from what we've seen, that's not the case. The image on the screen shows the four stages of habituation. The first stage has the highest awareness and annoyance of tinnitus throughout the day, frequent worrying and anxious feelings. Your normal life has been changed and it's often accompanied by loss of sleep or appetite. Now, over time through treatment and therapy, tinnitus can reduce and your habituation can take place. Sound therapy is one of the most important pieces of habituation. That's why we recommend it so strongly. So I always describe the four stages as stage one, tinnitus feels like it's smacking you in the face. That it is just this all-consuming thing that you definitely have this high awareness. As we move through the stages of habituation, stage two, you start getting little chunks of time, little breaks, chunks are chipping away in the rock where you start noticing little improvements in the tinnitus. Stage three, you definitely get longer periods of time. Your emotional reaction to it is a lot less. And stage four, you finally have more neutral reaction to it. 
And it really is about diminishing that physiological response and the emotional response to that repeated stimuli, which is tinnitus. Let's talk about that physiological response and how tinnitus is not something that I can choose to change in the moment or choose to control with just my thoughts alone. It's not an emotion. It's not a thought. It's a physiological process. And to simplify this, let's talk about one of the most common examples of habituation to a sound is the sound of my own breathing, the sound of your own breathing. It goes in and out through the nose, through the mouth, and every minute that sound is there. How much of your day are you thinking about the sound, even aware that it exists? Little to none, only when you put your attention on it. Now that's an extreme example of habituation, but we're going after the same goal with tinnitus habituation. So hopefully y'all who are listening can connect that the sound of your tinnitus is a sound. Your brain perceives it as a sound. The sound of your breathing is a sound. We don't need to change the volume of the sound for the brain to habituate. Now, when the brain does habituate to the sound, in the case of tinnitus, usually the perceived volume is softer. Dr. Susanna, I'd love for you to add your clinical experience working with many patients, focusing on tinnitus over the years, what you've seen really the power of habituation, whether it's your patients or your own story. Yeah, you had a great example of when we're hearing a sound like a refrigerator humming or your own breath, when the brain hears it and it goes up the brainstem, there's a spot where it says, is this not important or an important sound? And it can mark it as that. But tinnitus, for whatever reason, did get marked as, uh uh-oh, important and started involving other emotional centers of your brain and putting into this dangerous sound effect. When it's not dangerous, it's just an electrical signal that's happening. And so with sound therapy, what we're trying to do is get the brain to be aware that there's another sound that is completely benign that we don't care about and compare it to the tinnitus and start to relearn how to categorize our tinnitus into that non-dangerous category. And so that's why we like sound therapy is to give that brain that ability to make that comparison. Excellent. And for those who have tried sound therapy before, you may have used a sound machine from home. You may have used your smartphone. That's a good start. Some of you have been working with us. Some of you have tried tinnitus maskers, devices on the ears. We're going to put some images up on the screen now of what those look like, how you can connect them to your smartphone. They sit nicely in the ear and they provide the sound therapy effect. Now, should you go straight to tinnitus maskers? Well, if you developed tinnitus just a few days ago, let's give it some time. We don't need to jump right into it, but we want to monitor you closely. And that's what our team of audiologists at Treble Health does. That's the service we provide. You can work with us by signing up for a free consultation in the link below. What we have found is that we want to closely monitor our patients because at some point there is this tipping point of saying, hey, look, the self-managing approach isn't working fast enough. It's not working well enough or it's frankly not working at all. Let's move forward with medical devices that were designed for tinnitus, the ones that we see the most success with, which would be tinnitus maskers. Dr. Suzanne, you personally have used these. Would you like to speak on that for a moment? Yes. So when my tinnitus was very loud, eight out of 10, I always tell patients that I had multiple sounds in my head and in my ears. And so having the sound therapy on my ear, where it's piping the sound directly into the canal through the auditory system, that was what worked the best for me by far. I loved that I can have sounds in my ear that I can play. I did different types of sounds. So I used pink noise, but I used frogs. I used ocean waves. And so that's one of the things I love about the devices at Trouble Health is they have the ability to have on board the pink noise or the white noise, but also then stream in other sounds that are helpful too. And it just gives you that relief that 
your need. And the brain wants to hear sound. It wants to be able to find another sound to learn how to habituate. Tinnitus maskers and sound therapy, that's the first thing to try to stop tinnitus. If you're interested in tinnitus maskers, we do have a telehealth consultation service where you can sign up for a free Zoom call with one of our audiologists. It could be Dr. Suzanne, it could be myself or another one of our tinnitus experts. We really care about your progress and we do believe you can improve. So even though this process takes time, hang in there. There's many success stories. There's many examples of individuals who are living proof that you can reduce the loudness and the levels of your tinnitus. So continue with that and we wish you well. Thank you for watching today's video with Treble Health. Check out our next video by clicking the button on this screen or another recommended video. And if you're not already, make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks so much. See you on the next video. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. This is your host, Dr. Ben Thompson. If you have two minutes, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a five-star review on the Apple podcast platform for the Treble Health podcast. Thank you for your time. And if you need any services for tinnitus or hearing aids, please head over to treblehealth.com and our team of expert audiologists will be able to help you via telehealth. Have a great one and see you soon.